that we're dealing with a shortage. God's always there, and he's always more than enough. And we're just excited about what God's doing and, and changing our lives and giving us influence in our community and letting us be a part of his purpose and plan. Amen. And, and we're excited that you're here tonight. If you're here and you don't own a Bible, if you'll hold your hand up, our ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. Guys, you got to get in the Word every day. Huh? you got to get in the Word of God every day. Amen. If somebody walks up to you and says, uh, what scripture, what's, what, what's, what's the verse? Don't make one up. Okay? Like, like have one. <laughs> have something that, you are, that you're weaving into the fabric of your being. How many know that life can get crazy? Look at your neighbor and say, you know it. <laughs> Amen. You know, uh, you know what they say is that in every family... There's a couple of nut jobs. And if you're thinking about yours and you can't figure out who they are, you're it. And so, you know, every once in a while, life just goes nuts. But if you have, the, if you have God's word in your life, you, you can bring uh, just a stability instantaneously up when you just begin confessing the word of God. You just start talking it through, and, and okay, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. No weapon, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Okay, so it, it, it might look like the enemy's fighting, but guess what? I'm walking in victory today because those weapons formed cannot prosper. And every tongue that rises against me, man, there's been some voices coming up against me, but every tongue that rises against me, I can condemn because I this is the heritage of a, of a child of God. I'm a child of God. I said, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Hello, fresh and new. And you just start, you just start speaking the word of God into that environment. And I'm telling you, there's a stability that comes. And the whole world can be going nuts all around you, but you've just, you just find some peace and demonstrate Satan's defeat. But it's kind of hard to do if you're making them verses up. So know the Word of God. Amen? Hold your Bible up in there. Let's make a confession together. Lift it up high. Say, this is my Bible. Say, I am what it says I am. Say, I have what it says I have. I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God one more big praise tonight. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Going through life, we've been talking about going through life, everybody's going to face storms. Don't, don't start thinking in the middle of your storm that there's something special about you because everybody deals with storms. Every, every man, I, I, it says in the book, every man, even when he's tempted or tested or tried, every man, not, not some guys, not some people, and, and ladies, you, you're part of the every man thing. Okay, so when it says man, just you're in. Okay, look, deal with it. If we got to be the bride of Christ, you can be every man, okay? So we're all in this thing together. But it says when everyone, everyone is tempted, but don't say that that temptation comes from God because God doesn't tempt any man with evil. 
We're all dealing with stuff. We're all facing stuff. And all of us have, have had some challenges that we handled pretty well. And we've also all had some stuff that we dealt with in the wrong way. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, uh, the fruit of that activity comes up. We're all dealing with stuff. But I have strength for all things. I'm equal to and ready for anything that comes my way through Christ who's going to infuse me with an inner strength. I have what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat in any given situation. You've got what it takes to humiliate hell. And don't you forget it. Look at somebody tell them, don't you forget it. Amen. You, you've, you have the ability. You have the ability to rise up the, the man and woman of God that you are and to literally hum, humiliate hell. I mean, make hell, you get to embarrass hell. Don't you be talking about how hard it is. You just realize how strong your God is. Because greater is he who is in me than he who's messing with my stuff. And of God before me. Oh, see, you do know the Bible. You know, you, you got it, right? It, 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 if God's on my side, it doesn't matter who's coming against me. And, you know, just a little friendly reminder regarding the person you're sitting next to. If God's on their side, you probably ought not be against them either. You might want to just remember, oh, shoot, God's on their side. And maybe get an agreement with God. I can't agree with this knucklehead. Yeah, you, you, you get to walk in agreement with God, amen? And, and you, get, you get to see life happen. You know, it, it's just amazing to me that we, we serve a God who's given us, who's reconnected us to himself through his son and given to us real life. That we have, we have more life than death and more joy than sorrow and more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Sometimes, though, when those things come up, it's not, it's not like there's no death. It's just that we have more life than death. And sometimes when those other things pop up you, you know, and they raise their head, it's almost like we forget what we've got. It, you know, it's like God comes and he puts something in our hand and the enemy immediately comes to rip from our grip what God just put in our hand. And, and it's easy if you're not careful, if you're not paying attention, it's easy to lose hold of what God wants you to have. Hello? You know, because you're just getting shaken. you just getting, you know, some, sometimes it just feels like you're just getting beat up. And, and, and it's easy if you're not alert to let go. But you got to understand that that's, that, that's kind of like a satanic strategy that's that, that just straight from hell to see if it can get you to let go of what God just put in you. You know, your greatest satanic opposition will always come with your freshest revelation. You, you, you get a revelation from God's word, and I'm promising you that you're going to be challenged in that area of your life. You're reading through the Bible, and it just says, you know, love thy neighbor. You're just thinking, man, that's awesome. God's going to empower me to love my neighbor. And then you look outside, and you wonder if God knows who you live next to. <laughs> and you get tested in that. You know, uh, uh, husbands, 
Love your wife. And you, you just, man, are you getting a revelation? You study the word of God, you, you, and you begin to give thought and study the truth you hear, and power starts to operate in your life, and then she gets out of bed, and it's a whole different world. You know, your, your greatest satanic opposition is always coming after your freshest revelation. Hey, and watch this, guys, because, you know, uh, uh, how many are excited about the one-day offering this year? And, and, dude, you know, testimonies are already coming in. I, I, you know, I'm telling you, God's doing some awesome stuff. And, and just as people are preparing, and it's, gonna, it's awesome, but you will be challenged in this arena. I remember when Shelby and I decided, uh, you know, years ago how, that we were going to live to give. Made a decision that we were going to live to give, and then we prayed about how much we were going to give. And it couldn't be a lot because we didn't have anything. And so when God dropped the number, this is what I want you to give every month, and this is who I want you to give it to, it was scary. It wasn't a big amount. It was just scary because it was everything that we had. And I remember looking, looking out at the mailbox when we put it in the mail. We were mailing them our check. I remember sitting there thinking, you know, that maybe this will be like that time that, you know, when, when the dude was taking his son up to sacrifice him and, and then he didn't have to, and maybe, maybe the mail truck's going to pull up there and blow up or something. Nope, they came and got it, took it right away. Remember how, how the temptations to just be tight, you know, to just get tight. But God's trying to lead us into something else, trying to le- lead us into a bigger life and get our mind to wrap around his truth and how hard the enemy fought against us, trying to, trying to take, that, take our grip off of that, trying to, trying, trying to, trying to beat us up. So we know, we know what you're going through. But the, the reality is, though, is that if you're walking with God, you're going through it. I said you're, you're going through it. Amen. You're not going to die. You don't need to cave in. Don't throw in the towel. Just get a grip. Just get a grip. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's time for you to get a grip. You know, last week we were looking in, in a mark. And remember, Jesus is coming back down off the mountain. He's got a couple of his guys with him, and he walks up onto an onto a, a argument that's going on, and, and, and he's asking them what's, what's taking place. And, and the guy said, uh, you know, uh, he said that he had brought his boy to his disciples, but they, they weren't able to do anything. And, and then it gets over here to uh, Mark 9, verse 22. It says, but, and this is the father talking to Jesus. He said, but if you can do anything, do have pity on us. If, if you can do anything, do have pity on us. And, and then the next verse, he said, uh, if you can believe, all things are possible. Remember? All things can be to him who believes. If you can believe, all things, all th- everybody say all things. all things. Now say it real loud. Say it one more time. It's, oh, you mean anything I believe for? Well, yeah, it does say all things. All things are possible to him who believes. I like one of the translations that said, if you can do it, anything's possible for a believer. If you can do it, which implies it's not that easy. But if you can, if you can do it, if you can, if you can reach out and take a hold of the uh, of the word of God, if you can, if you can get a hold of a truth and not lose your grip. Man, I'm telling you, you you can walk in divine health if you hold your grip. You can have a peaceful habitation if you hold that grip. You 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 can have household salvation if you hold that grip. 
You, you can see no weapon formed against you will prosper if you'll hold that grip. You can see that everything you set your hand to do, it will prosper if you'll hold that grip. But you got to have a hold of something. Yeah, I mean, you got to have something that you have latched onto that you have, that you, that you have just decided that, that this is going to be mine and you'll never, ever find me again without this in my hand. Fear not. I have redeemed thee. I have called thee. You might want to answer that call. It's going to be a totally different message. Don't lose your grip. Don't, don't lose your grip. Jesus gets up there to the boy, and, and he reaches out with a firm grip, and he begins to pull him up until he stood. Jesus has got a great grip. You and I need to develop our grip. We need to get a strong grip on the things that God's put in our hand and, and get a grip on our confidence, get a grip on our hope, get a grip on our faith. We need to quit allowing the enemy to cause us to let go so quickly. Sometimes it don't take much to lose your confidence. Sometimes it doesn't take hardly anything to lose your hope. Don't you lose your hope. You know, uh, 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 there, there's, there's a couple of books in the Bible that are really kind of interesting, and you got to kind of gear up, you know, to read them. But, uh, you know, you read the book of Job, and, and it's just like all kinds of stuff that just coming from out of nowhere, and, and they're looking at dealing with, with situations that are, were totally unex, unexpected. And then in the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah's looking at a situation that, that's just gone crazy, but it, it's the result of people's actions and people's, you know, the, uh, the people, uh, their belief system, and they had, they had, they had shifted from God. And, and one of the verses, it said that he's, he's kind of like he's walking through the streets of the city, and, and, and he's sees children that are begging their mom for food. I mean, this thing, this is a people that used to be blessed. This is a people that used to have their act together. This, this is a, a people that had the blessing of God on them. And now all of a sudden, man, everything's gone sideways. And I don't know about you, but there's people that I know that I can relate to that have been in situations in their life where it just seems like we might be the blessed of God, but it sure feels like everything has just gone sideways on us. just feels like no matter what we do, there ain't nothing good going on over in here. And I'm here tonight to tell you that it's not necessarily because of wrongdoing in your life. Read the book of Job. He hadn't done anything wrong. And sometimes it's just the benefit that you're reaping because you sold wild oats and then prayed for crop failure. But you can't, regardless of where you are, you can't let go of your hope because of the God you serve. I'm telling you, the God you serve is awesome. Look at somebody tell them the God you serve is awesome. I mean, this, in the book of Lamentations, we're going to go there and look, look at a story, just look at a chunk of the scripture, but, but this is like a guy who's just hit bottom. Anybody in here ever felt like you just hit bottom? Like, like, you hold your hand up, let people see it. I mean, you know, because there's a lot of people that are under the impression they're the only one. You know, when you're going through hell, everybody knows what to do, right? When you're going through hell, just don't stop, right? And what a lot of us do is we end up camping out there. You know, don't think that the other people in the room haven't been through hell. They, they've been through hell, and they saw you when they were going through and sometimes the difference between uh, uh, somebody who's victorious and somebody who's failing is the fact that the victorious guy just keeps moving. 
just, you know what? Just, just keep moving. Just keep, t- just take another step. Just take another step and hold that grip, man. Don't let go of that grip. Get a grip on your hope. Listen to this in uh, reading from the uh, message, Lamentations 3.19. He said, I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. Can somebody say amen? amen. You know, you, you, you got to help me a little bit. Don't, don't just sit there. You know, don't make me always ask for that amen. You know, when, uh, uh, when, when, when you're over to somebody's house and, and they're feeding you, it's kind of nice to, you know, every once in a while go, mmm. Oh, that's good. I mean, just every now and then. And then they keep feeding you. Listen to me. I know, I know what I'm talking about. You go su- get super quiet, and they just pack it up and put it away. But you just want, you want to keep it coming? Say, oh, wow. Mmm. Just do that every once in a while when I'm preaching. It'll help me. (laughs) I'll never forget the trouble and the utter lostness and the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. Verse 20, I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting bottom. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting bottom. Been through some storms. Been through some hard times. Been through some stuff. Can I get a witness? But verse uh, 21, but there's one thing, one other thing I remember, and remembering I keep a grip on hope. Man, we've been through some stuff, but I tell you, and, and it's not like we ain't going to remember that, but let me tell you the memory that's going to stand above them all is when he comes through for you. Verse 22, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. It's a good thing when you're young to stick it out through the hard times. It's a good thing to stick it out through the hard times. Don't think that there ain't going to be some hard times. There's going to be some hard times. Matter of fact, if if there's not a possibility of failure, if failure is not a viable option, victory would have no value. So you have to get a grip on hope and refuse to let go of your hope. That was the problem with the guys traveling with Jesus in the middle of every storm. They assumed we're all going to die. And Jesus just kept getting up and saying, what is wrong with you guys? Where is your faith? Where's your grip? Get a grip. You're going to make it. We're going to the other side. You're going to have victory. You're going to have household salvation. You're going to have financial breakthrough. You're going to have physical healing. You're going to have a peaceful habitation. But don't let go of your grip. It's a good thing. Stick it out when you're going through the heart. Quit living like a... Here I said quit. That was kind of weird, wasn't it? Quit! Sound like one of your relatives yodeling over here. 
You got to stick it out. Quit living like a quitter. You know, one of the crazy things about quitters is they always quit the wrong stuff. I mean, if you're going to be a quitter, quit doubting. If you're really addicted to quitting, quit caving in. But stick it out even through the hard times. Listen to this. I love this ne- these next couple of verses. When life is heavy and hard to take, it doesn't say if, it says when. When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself. Enter the silence. Bow in prayer. Don't ask questions. Wait for hope to appear. See, I think a lot of us have been waiting for the wrong thing. You've been waiting for the weather to change, but you need to wait on God and, and wait for that hope to reignite on the inside of your being and, and, and rem- so that you can remember, oh, wait a minute, I, we've actually been here before. We've been through stuff worse than this. We're going to make it. Look at verse 30. Don't run from trouble. Take it full face. The worst is never the worst. (laughs) Why? Because the master won't ever walk out and fail to return. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, give him a praise. You got to get a grip on your confidence. You got to get a grip on your faith. You got to get a grip on, on, on your ability to believe God. And hold on to it. You know, hold on to it. And, and, and listen, what we want to do is, we, you know, we want to teach you how, how to strengthen your grip. And, and one of the things that, that just, uh, it's just, it's just a, a, a common problem with, with uh, you know, first world country believers. You know, it's crazy because you go to a third world country and, and they have their own issues. But stuff that you and I struggle with, dude, they got it made. You know, you want to talk them out of their confidence in God, good, stinking luck. These people ain't got nothing, but they believe God. How come there are so many miracles over there? It's just easy to operate in that realm because, man, they're, they're believers. We got to learn to get a grip. And, and, and one of the challenges, one, one, of the, uh, uh, one of the strategies of the enemy to get you to, to, to loosen your grip is he attacks you in the realm of your thought life. So, you know, you, you want to get a grip on your faith. You want to get a grip on your confidence. You want to be confident. Well, then you, you, have to, you have to understand that you are not free to think whatever you want. Well, I don't think that's right. Well, the problem is you don't think right. That ain't got nothing to do with it. think the Bible tells us what to think on. I think it says, think on these things. Think on these things. You know, if you think about that statement for just a minute, that's not like a suggestion. It really kind of sounds like a commandment. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are of a good report, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. So we could say just pure lovely. 
How about you think on these things? But you don't understand what they've done. You're thinking wrong. You think they're in control. You need to get off by yourself. Wait in silence. In other words, shut your pie hole. <laughs> Till you're thinking right. Let hope arise. See, you, you got to get a grip on your thoughts. You say, okay, this is what I'm going to think. This is what I'm going to, I'm going to think good thoughts, even about bad people. I'm going to, I'm going to think, I'm going to think God thoughts about ungodly folk. I'm going to think God thoughts about situations that seem to be birthed from hell. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get a grip on my thoughts. In, in 2 Corinthians, I'll give you that one. 2 Corinthians, it says, the, check it out. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing. It's all about mind stuff. We refute arguments, theories, reasonings, proud and lofty, every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive. You got to get a grip on your thoughts. I'm casting that thought out. No, you take that thought into captivity. You don't cast the thought out. That thought becomes a prisoner. And you put it over there, and you bind it, and you take away its authority, its freedom to operate in your life. That th- you got to get a grip on your thoughts. I, and I really want you to see this, that every proud and lofty thing. See, remember, remember when uh, Jesus said, hey, if, if you can, if you can believe, if you can, if you can muster the ability to take a hold uh, of the truth and not let go. That, really, you know, think about what it means to believe, man. If you're, if you're going to believe it, you ain't going to just let it out of your grip. You're going to get a grip and you're hanging on. He said, all things are possible. With God, nothing, no thing is impossible, right? No thing. Well, have you ever thought about what a thing is? What is a thing? Um, Has God ever spoke some thing to you? A thing. God spoke. God was speaking a thing. Well, what was it? It was words. Words and things are the same thing. So you can actually, in your book, interchange the, the word word quite often when you're reading the word thing. Matter of fact, in the Hebrew, the word for word, one of the word for words is the bar which means things, things or words. You can't talk about a thing without using words, and all the thing is 
all of its authority, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's words. So any word is possible to him who will take hold of it and not let go. All the promises of God are yes and amen. If you don't let go. The thing that's running through your mind ain't the actual thing. It's the words describing the thing. So if you'd like to change the thing, you got to change the word you're using to describe the thing because the word you put on the thing determines the authority that that thing has in your life. So if a thing ain't got no powers because you changed the definition of that thing, how'd you do that? You changed the word that you used to describe that thing. So now you're thinking different thoughts about the thing than the thing used to make you think because you used to think certain things about that thing, but now you think a different thing about that thing. Prove it in the Bible. Okay, remember not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. Um, yeah, I'll look at me like, what just happened? <laughs> you just learned something. Remember not the former thing, neither consider that. Don't remember the former word. Don't even consider the word of old, for I'm going to do a new word. Don't remember the former word, the thing that described you. Loser. Remember not the loser word. Don't even consider the definition, the word that defined you before. For behold, I will do a new thing. You're a victor. You got to get a grip on your thoughts because the words that the enemy is using to pump through your mind are causing you, you know, some words cause you to loosen your grip while other words cause you to tighten it. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't cave in in the middle. Don't let go of your confidence. Hebrews 10, 34, 35. We should know this stuff. Hebrews 10, 34 says, don't throw away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. Don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly reward. It will be richly. Don't let go of your confidence. King James Bible says, you know, don't cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Look at the next verse. For you have need of patience. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you're going to receive what he has promised. Man, you have need of patience. I hate patience. It's because you use the wrong words to define it. I've had people tell me that they don't pray for patience. They don't ever pray for patience. Well, if I were the devil, and I'm not, but if I were the devil, I'd try to convince you never to pray for patience too because you're under the impression you've used this word to define patience. Wait a long time. And that's not what the word patient means. The word patient means the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time. 
You have need of patience. You have you. This is what you need. I know you think you need a breakthrough. You need. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I need. I I need a pay increase. Or I need, I need a new house or a new spouse or a new car or I, I need something new. No, you have what you need is the ability to quit changing in the middle. You need the ability to hang on, to not lose that grip. Hold that grip. Hold that. Get a grip on hope. Get, get a grip on hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the foundation. It is the confidence that the thing God said, he's also able to produce. And the enemy wants to convince you that God's not going to come through because you're not good enough. He ain't doing it based on your goodness. His promises aren't really about you. They're to you. So you got to get a grip on your thoughts. You have the ability to go through anything. I have strength for all things. I don't care what the word is against you. What we care about is the word in you. We all got words against us. But what's sad is we don't all have word in us. And without the word in you, anything could happen. What happened? Something. <laughs> no, no. You, you get to take God's word and know that that's the thing that I'm going to. That's the place. I take every lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and make it captive. It's going to jail. Behind bars. Incarcerated. You know, like your brother-in-law. And you are the jailer. And when it tries to get out, you, you slap its hand. No, you have no authority. Why? Because I have a new thing. God is doing a new thing in my life. I'm getting a grip on hope. I don't get to think whatever I want to think. I don't have the right, the luxury to think whatever I want to think about you. I need to think what God says about you. 
I don't have the right to think whatever I want to think about my wife. I have to think what God says about my wife. I don't get to think whatever I want to think about my boys. I have to think what God says about my boys. The doctor's going to tell you something different than God saying. Whose word has more authority in your life? I want to make sure I didn't forget anything. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you're learning something. You getting a grip? I said, are you getting a grip? Don't you ever let go of his promise. We're getting a grip. One more thing. <laughs> you can't hold a thing that you've never touched. I know it would be cool if Jesus would come stand at the foot of your bed tonight and breathe the word of God into your nostrils. It would probably freak you out. But if you're not in that word yourself, you have no thing to complain about. You're a Uh, what's a nice way to say it? Um, I can't say what's in my mind right now. I just can't. So you know that it ain't nice. Uh, let me put it this way. You do not have the right to complain about that which you're willing to permit. So if you don't strengthen your grip, you can't complain about what you don't have hold of. Um, you got to store it up. You know all those bad thoughts you've thought? Come on, don't look at me like that. You've thought them. Those bad thoughts? How did we get the plethora of poop that we got on those people? We stored it up. Now you got to store up the good thought. Matthew 12, 35 says the good man from the good treasure flings forth good things, good things. You can't fling forth something you ain't got. So you got to store it up. You got to store it up. When you come to the table, you know, when, when, when you come to the table, what do you got in your hand? What are you, what are you, bringing, what are you bringing to the conversation? Is it life or is it death? Well, yeah, but I don't think he's talking about the things that you're talking about because you're just talking about getting a grip on your thoughts. And, okay, read the next verse. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men are going to have to give account for every idle word they speak. For by your words, you'll be justified or acquitted, and by your words, you'll be condemned and sentenced. It's all about your words. And I, let me tell you what your words do. Your words define 
your thoughts. So you got to get full of good things. You know, it really is okay if you have to start making up good things about people you're with. And if you can't make up something good, go off by yourself. Find the silence and wait for hope to arise so that you can be the speaker of life and not death. And it'll begin to change everything. Would you close your book and bow your head? We're going to pray.